Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Welcome to Cosmo Happy Hour. It's every hour at Cosmopolitan.com is a happy hour. But I'm Elisa Benson. I'm in the room with Amy O'Dell, the editor of Cosmopolitan.com, and Charles Manning, our style editor, and Carly Cardellino, beauty expert. And we are talking about Fashion Week. We are actually in the midst of Fashion Week right now. Amy and Charles, you guys just came from a show, right? Yeah, it was like a presentation in, uh, in in the designer's home, actually. In the designer's home? Yeah, it was a really enormous townhouse. As Charles said, it's home decorating goals home decorating goals but you would if you're going to invite people into your home during fashion week you have to be home decor goals that's very true yeah I feel like that's mandatory I felt disgusting as soon as I walked into the house because it was like the house was really overdressed and I am like may as well be wearing gym clothes compared to like the niceness of their furniture (laughs) (laughs) so you know that actually I wanted to talk about that right away what people wear to fashion week so you're wearing your gym clothes Amy I'm wearing very colorful floral pants and a white t-shirt. It's really hot in New York today. It's like in the 90s and it's really humid. So that would be not goals. That would be not goals. And I pretty much wear the same thing when it's fashion week or not because it's it's women's fashion week and no one really cares what I dress like. Right. Because I'm a boy. You're a boy. Well, a man, Just, really. I know you guys can't see Charles, but he is in fact a man. I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so fashion week. So, you know, we were talking about this um, coming in today. The origin of fashion week is really this industry event. The whole idea, the whole origin of it, whenever it started. I'm actually not sure when fashion week started, but the whole idea of it. It was a rainy day and. October of 1982. Right, exactly. That's Charles is lying. Up. We don't know. We don't know. But the <laughs> whole facts. origin, not facts, the whole origin of Fashion Week is that it's this industry event. You know, you have to, designers have to put on these runway shows so editors and buyers for department stores that want to pick out clothes can actually see the clothes and know what they want to put in their magazines or in stores. So it started as this working event where people would go because they had to work. But I think over in more recent time, especially with the internet and social media, it's really become this sort of where you go to be seen and be seen. There's a lot of glamour and excitement around the industry. So in some ways, you know, we have something that started as a working event that you had to go to shows to see these clothes. But now you can see images of clothes as soon as they hit the runways online and on social media. So you guys are all insiders in the fashion industry. What is the point of Fashion Week today? Why do we still do it? People can see these clothes immediately. Why do we still have these big, elaborate and very expensive runway shows? That's a great question. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I think it's a really great point that you made that it's a trade show because cars have trade shows, boats have trade shows, probably cat food has trade shows. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just an industry, it's an industry event. And because of the way that, because celebrities go now, I mean, it's kind of weird that celebrities go because celebrities, 
aren't like, oh, I have to be front row at the car show. Right, It's right. a little bit weird. And I've read um, industry people talking about how that was a major shift for Fashion Week was when celebrities started going and sitting front row at shows. And when right. you have celebrities starting to go, and they've been doing that for a long time. This is not new that they go to Fashion Week, as we know. But when you have celebrities going there, it becomes a celebrity news story. So then you have the Entertainment Tonight's and the People Magazines and the Us Weeklies. And, you know, even Cosmopolitan.com will cover Fashion Week in a different way. We'll send reporters to interview celebrities front row. I used to do that. That used to be my very unglamorous um, entry-level reporting job. Right. And Amy, we definitely want to talk about that. Amy just wrote her first book. It's called Tales from the Back Row, and it's actually all about what we're talking about, which is sort of being this person that moved from Austin, Texas to New York City to pursue this industry of fashion. One thing I was talking to Amy about that I think is so interesting about her book, it's a very glamorous industry, but, you know, Amy, you were somebody that was really here to work. You know, you're busting your ass to go to these shows, throwing microphones in people's faces, trying to interview celebrities, trying to interview Literally throwing them in their faces. (laughs) Literally, painfully throwing them. And, you know, I think that side of it, when you talk about the glamour of the industry, I think you forget that it is still this working event. And so, Amy, you know, what was your, when you think back in the process of writing this book where you're talking about all your memories of Fashion Week, what was that sort of first moment for you like of going to Fashion Week? So when I first went to Fashion Week, I was a party reporter, meaning I would go to events and interview celebrities and try to turn what they said into news items. I did that for New York Magazine, and I remember going to Fashion Week and being extremely, extremely scared because everyone is dressed really expensively, and I was probably 21 and had nothing nice to wear. Um, But it didn't really matter because what I was doing was going to shows and going front row and kneeling at the feet of celebrities who were seated there and trying to get a soundbite that would make headlines. Mm -hmm. So that's not really very glamorous. And then I would sit in the back row or I would stand behind the people in the back row. Tales from the standing section (laughs) didn't quite have the same ring to it as Tales Tales from from the the back row. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, and, and I think... I love the title of your book, Tales from the Back Row, this idea of being in the least glamorous position in this very glamorous industry. And um, I think that that's a thing that maybe outsiders aren't totally familiar with. Like, where you are sat at a fashion show is your rank. And it's like the think of that Mean Girls cafeteria scene where, you know, Janice draws the map of where all the cool people sit. It's like that is exactly Fashion Week. And where you're placed is everything about who you are. Yeah, I think in the book I compare um, the fashion industry to a high school cafeteria. Um, I'd be curious to know, Carly and Charles, if you if you feel the same way. Um, but yeah, Less eating. Yeah, no, <laughs> eating. No, Charles, um, it's actually Hashtag probably probably true. But um, a lot of bottled water, though. And green juice. The show we just went, they had um, tiny bottles of kombucha and um, green juice on ice. And, Wait, and like is, an ice bucket. What is kom- kombucha? I don't even know what that is. It's gross. I think. Is it brown? I'm imagining brown. It can be. (laughs) I'm like, instead of talking about Fashion Week, let's talk about this weird. That's a whole other episode. It's like weird juices. Yeah, I'll talk forever about that. Um, But what was I talking about previously? Yeah, sort of this this idea of the whole social hierarchy. So, yeah, so it's like a high school cafeteria, and the cool girls sit in the very front row, and then you get progressively less cool as you move back. Right, right. And I, I think. You know, Amy, you talk a lot in your book about how the internet has sort of like 
caused upheaval for the fashion industry in the sense that all of a sudden you can be some podunk blogger with a great camera or like a husband with a great camera who takes amazing pictures of you you can build a following for street style and all of a sudden like a shift we've seen in the industry over the past few years that is that all of a sudden these people these bloggers are sort of sitting front row next to the storied Anna Wintour editors of the world which is you know you're sort of capturing the fashion industry at this really unique moment where there is a lot of change yeah, and I think that's just like media as well. I mean, we're not just editors. We're here recording a podcast. I mean, we all have to be multifaceted stars. Sure. As, as we all know now. <laughs> Charles is about to laugh. No, um, no, never. And, and it's interesting, I think. I was thinking about this on the way over here. I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm like, I was thinking about this on the way you over. You don't think about anything. I, know, I don't think about anything. Why do I have to let everyone know I was thinking? <laughs> um, but you never think about Fashion Week. <laughs> you probably didn't think about it until last night when I was like, will you do a Fashion Week podcast? Right. I was like, what's a Fashion Week? It's like, did you just Google Fashion Week? <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that's really interesting about the pressure of social media, you know, covering the industry and this, you have to do it in real time. You have to show everyone that you were there. You have to be the first person to tweet a picture. You have to do a Snapchat story, a Periscope, all these different social media things. What's so interesting about that is ultimately the de- the designer loses complete control over, you know, like you search the New York Fashion Week hashtag and it's a few good photos and it's a lot of terrible, blurry, like back row images. What do you guys think is, you know, that's the way it's moving. Everyone has to be social media savvy to survive nowadays. But do you guys think there's any danger in that? Like, are, are there any designers out there that are saying, I don't want any social media. I want to control the image of my brand and my clothes. I mean, they all want to control everything uh, to a, to sort of a really extreme extent. Like, uh, What do you mean? They, you know, they would love to be able to uh, dictate exactly what goes out. Like, if there was like a way that... They, yeah, every tweet. Yeah, I think, and that's why, that's why I think a lot of designers struggle with platforms like, uh, like Snapchat, because there is no approval. Right. And so they are, you know, it's big business, and there's so much riding on getting it right, and on, you know, this idea of whatever their brand is. And often their brand, and I'm using air quotes with my fingers, um, <laughs> is sort of at odds, ends up being at odds with um, who their real customer is, I think. So, you know, they'll get really excited about their idea of their customer. But, you know, it could really just be like some girl in the middle of nowhere who wants to just, um, you know, who's just going to like, she's not wearing this to like some gala or some, you know, fantastical art gallery opening. She's, you know, she's just wearing it to work or she's just has it in her closet and hasn't figured out what to do with it yet. I think a lot of social media ends up, the immediacy of it is actually really hard for designers. Right, right. Do you think you would ever, like, I think, I know you were kind of joking about the ideal for a designer would be able to approve everything, but in some ways I actually think that would be interesting. You know, now it's sort of like everyone is covering it, everyone's tweeting photos, everyone knows how to use Snapchat. Like, we're at that point now where everyone is doing that. It's not the same as it was five years ago when it was like, that was almost a story that this blogger in the front row would whip out her phone. Now yeah. everyone is doing that. That was a story in like 2007 or 2008 when Brian Boy sat front row at a Dolce & Gabbana show with a computer, with a laptop. Right. That was like, oh my God, 
bloggers with laptops. Like laptops right. were this brand new invention, and like, can you believe that, it's like the that future they're there in the fashion show? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you keep saying everyone knows how to use Snapchat. I I really struggle. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I know. Why do I say everyone knows how to use it? Where it's like, do I even know how to use you it? You spent like twenty minutes trying to explain it to right. Charles today. I just no, figured no, no, out how no, to put no. stickers just a, just a on refresh. my Snapchat. <laughs> just a refresh. Well, okay. Here's the thing for old people in Snapchat. It's like we don't necessarily. I'm referring to all of us in the room as old people. But um, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm seventeen. But it's like all of our friends are on it. Like most people use Snapchat as a messaging app. So if you're a hundred friends that you talk to all the time aren't regular Snapchat users, it's really hard to become one, which I think is what is hard for older... You know, like, if you're a 13-year-old, literally everyone you've ever talked to in your life is snapping you all day long. Right. So that's as natural to you as texting. You know, like, most young people don't text. They're just snapping back and forth. But for us, it's like, I would never, like, communicate with you guys. Like, I'd never be like, Amy, like, I'm gonna be late today. And, like, convey that <laughs> over Snapchat. Oh, I kind of wish you would, although I wouldn't <laughs> see it until the next day because right. I forget exactly. that it's on my phone. Exactly. I feel like a major... You could, like, write, take a picture of, like, something ugly and just write it with your finger in, like, big, ugly right. red letters. Exactly. I know. I hate that it defaults to that disgusting red color. There's actually oh, probably a way to change hysterical. it. I think, the the, I think the ugliness of it is what makes it so funny and why I actually enjoy it when I remember that I have it. Right. It reminds me of a murder movie. I never use the red. I always change it to something else. The red is so murdery. I'm going to send you some it's... weird snaps later. <laughs> right. I'll see them tomorrow. <laughs> also, or I Thursday. Just, I think red is, like, I know it's kind of a power color, but I feel like it's a boy color. It's aggressive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, you're the pinkest person. I'm super pink. Like everything on Elisa's desk is is pink. <laughs> is I think pink. my desk is pinker. You, yeah. <laughs> your desk is pinker. I'm just saying. You definitely have the most stuffed animals on your desk. <laughs> yeah, but there, you know, you can never have too many. <laughs> well, okay, well, this will be for our next episode. Our desk. Um, that will be a great children. one. No one can wait. We can be all of Charles' children. Um, we should going, definitely do that. Yeah, we should clarify what what Charles means by his children. A puppy kitty. That's actually probably a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't get into it. But you can bring them. them all in. Oh my to the god. Studio. Yeah. They need, need a, a visual car. though. Need you a need a visual with the oh puppy kitties. Yeah, I don't even know where to go from that, so I'm just going to dive welcome. in. <laughs> One thing I wanted to get you guys, you guys are the experts in the room. I'm the non-expert. I know nothing about fashion. But these are sort of like working in Cosmo questions we get a lot from readers and just sort of hear a lot about Fashion Week. So the first one, we kind of touched on this for just a baby second, but like what do you wear to Fashion Week? What do you wear? Something that someone loaned you because we can't afford any of the any of the clothes ourselves. So it's very important. It's very important to like look cool and have your picture taken. So you're saying everybody that is doing that is probably borrowing something. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it matters to get your picture taken. I, I feel like it matters less now, but at the same time, the only, you know, like you said, we can get uh, photos of the clothes. We can see them immediately, whether you're at the show or not. And, you know, a lot of people go to shows simply to be seen and to sort of increase their profile and to network. Um, I know a lot of people who have got jobs um, through Fashion Week, just being around everyone else. So it's sort of, in a way... Just being around. Yeah. Just being around. Qualifications. For, to work in be fashion. Around. Be around. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm really good at being around. <laughs> I'm not. I should work on that. I'm, like, terrible at being... I'm never around, even when I am around. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you get into Fashion Week? 
you guys get invited because you're fancy editor people and you're covering it for Cosmo. But like, if I was a random person from Ohio that was like obsessed with fashion and I came to New York, how do I get to go to a show? You can't. You can't. Okay. Well, unless you like did something crazy, which I will not endorse. Right. Like wink, steal wink. a ticket and like sneak in, but that's bad. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's contests bad. that someone's held over well, I, the years, but it's like it's not on a regular basis. I feel like. Yeah, you have to work for a publication or for a department store and get a ticket to go, get an invitation to the show. Every show, um, they send an, an invitation to. It's like going to, I don't know, 50 weddings, right? <laughs> I guess because that's kind of how they treat um, ticketing. They don't call them tickets; they call them invites, right? It feels um, like that at the office when you guys are getting all of your invitations. They really do look like wed- wedding invitations. Some of them are like elaborate pop-ups. Right. They're beautiful. Some of them are like yeah, written on grains of rice in a vial and come with a magnifying glass. <laughs> like people get real oh, serious about amazing. them. That would be amazing. I want a 90s rice necklace fashion week invitation. Yes. It can be a choker style. And then you really can cool. cover the show on your like GeoCities webpage. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Music by MySpace. Music by MySpace, exactly. Wait, I want. Can we go back to the question about what people wear? Because Carly, you always look cute, and you have to like do a lot of running around. Carly, you look cute always. Thank you. I feel like with Fashion Week, you know, everyone's getting their picture taken. Like Charles said, it's really not. I mean, it's. I think it's less. It's kind of cool factor. Even though when you do get your picture taken, you're like, oh, that my outfit was validated today. You know, like in some right. way, shape, or form. For me, I'm going backstage a lot because for beauty, it's it's more important to be backstage than it is front of house. So I always am trying and to. And when you say out, backstage, you mean actually like back with the models who are getting their makeup yes. done and are changing and getting ready to walk on the runway. Yes, because so as beauty editors, you want to go back and you're trying to find out what the trends are so that we can tell you know everyone, even though they can also see it in real time. But it's nice to have, you know, a curated, you know, we always do like a curated list of here are the trends you need to know so that it's just like in a collective space, but. For me, I'm like, I'm huge on mixing high and low. You know, I might have one expensive thing on or, or maybe not. I'm a huge fan of Zara and H&M, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, where'd you get your outfit? And and it's oftentimes head-to-toe Zara, so. But, Carly, I love asking you, like, oh, my God, you look so cute. Where did you get your outfit? Because there's always something crazy. Like, that one day you, you were wearing a bathing suit to work with, yes. like, a high-waisted skirt. We put you on Instagram. Like, Carly always has some, like, fun, like, or she's like, I found this in, like, my... And I, like, sewed a sleeve on it, and it was, like, a piece of whatever, and I turned it that into That has a... never happened. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Carly what? does Don't not sew. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I do know how to sew. However, I, I'm not sewing shirt, like, but you're, sleeves on shirts. But you're very stylish. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That is actually one of my, Amy, we've talked about this before, but that is sort of one of my pet peeves with Fashion Week. I feel like it's always a joke in the winter, for instance, when there's Fashion Week in February and it's freezing out, and you see people wearing these completely ridiculous, not weather appropriate outfits at all. I'm sure this we'll see the same thing this fashion week where even though it's ninety degrees, people want to wear their like fur. Fur. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Their fall clothes and really show off their wardrobes. I think that is ridiculous because I think if you're a person that's truly stylish, that means you look stylish even when it's twenty degrees out or even when it's ninety degrees out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I mean if you bought a fur shoe, like we're at- where else are you going to wear a first shoe? Right. right. There's nowhere else that you can wear a first shoe and look normal. Right. you got to wear normal. it to Fashion Week. Well, and also I think uh, for a lot of people, like wearing that, whatever their newest, trendiest item is, even if they had to borrow it from someone, 
it's sort of you're playing like a long game because people are going to use like blogs and even print magazines are going to use the photos that are mm-hmm. taken at Fashion Week to like populate their sort of uh, market pages and their you know street style like whatever kind of like fashiony roundup thing they have going through the fall. Right. So you know if you're wearing that like those trends right now like if you're if you wear if you end up wearing something that's actually loose and diaphanous and you know cool then you're going to become irrelevant like your photos are going to be irrelevant within a month when it's cold in most of the country right i had not thought about it but these people are really thinking about like i want this picture of me that was taken in september to end up in like a magazine street style page yeah. or i didn't realize that people thought about that that depresses me yeah that that's why i think that's why they end up wearing their like their like newest thing that's well yeah there's no it. other because otherwise because otherwise you're otherwise. just you know you're you're schwitzing like crazy um you know just walking over. i don't think that um a lot of fashion people actually have any sweat glands yes they do they do no they don't kareen royfeld they do not she does not have any sweat glands she's just she's just only going she like spends like literally 10 seconds outside like walking from the car from the air conditioned right, car to the true. air conditioned venue she's not taking the subway that we're taking and like yeah. running right. in our heels and then getting there and looking like all our makeup is down on our chest god that right. happens to me every day <laughs> I'm really good at running in heels though you're really good at running yeah. in heels <laughs> we should have a video of you running in heels I feel like weirdly we do does that <laughs> Too already exist no well we have there was, there was one video of me walking in heels okay. only, so I've only done it, it once no I was so you're really only good really at good at walking in heels not running I can I can fall down too like like it's great it's really dramatic my arms flail I love when like morning shows do a segment with like a model how to walk in high heels right he put one foot in front of the other. I mean, it's like so insulting. Hey, ladies, here's some <laughs> shoes. Do you think you can put them on and walk around? <laughs> Giselle will be back to talk to you for about it for ten minutes. And inevitably, one of the one of the tips is going to be confidence. That's always that's always like even for walking in heels. How do you walk in heels? I just have confidence. Right. It's it's like the generic the generic fashion tip of all things. It's confidence. How do you feel sexy? You're confident. How do you oh, look I cool? Know. I have confidence. You just have to believe in yourself, which always drives me crazy when it's like some like ridiculously sexy like quote unquote sexy like lingerie model being like, what really makes you com- you feel sexy is just being confident. Like yeah, you're like and easy your for you to body, say. I'm right. like, hair, I'm like, I'm like being constantly reinforced. Really doesn't do anything for that confidence. It's all internal. I get it. Right, right. It would actually be nice if there was like a little more real talk about that. About what confidence? Like I talk. You can get that real talk in my book, Tales from the Back Row, available now wherever books are sold. <laughs> your book is very real talk. That's that's real talk. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, you should get the book. But I do talk about covering the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And Carly, I know you and Charles, you've both have been backstage at that. And that sort of like model palooza. Yes. <laughs> you can talk to the world's top models all in one place um, over the course of like days and weeks because there's so many promotional events leading up to the show because mm-hmm. they just want you to talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the models, you'll be like, you know, what makes you feel sexy? <laughs> and they'll say, I just, you know, I just, I just feel great. I just wake up and I put on a bra and it's just, I feel so great. It's just like, I feel confident and sexy. And they like say nothing. Right. Um, but I did interview Adriana Lima once and I had a very real conversation with her uh, about 
what her regimen leading up to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is. And she actually goes on a very strict eating plan and a very strict workout plan. She works out twice a day, like the two weeks leading up to the show. And then like every day before that, she sees a nutritionist. And it's just like my takeaway from like hearing everything that she goes through, and it's very intense, is that it's not something a normal person could ever, ever do Mm -hmm. because you would never have a nutritionist on call. You would never have this team of people surrounding you to make sure that you had whatever body you were aiming to have mm-hmm. by the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. It's just completely unrealistic to think that you could ever look like these women. Right. Well, right. I, I think that's sort of, you know, I feel like there has been so many studies done about the effect of, like, seeing images of models on people's self-esteem. But, like, I think most people know that, you know, that's fake. Like, no, of course we can't be expected to work out all the time and to have a nutritionist on call. And, like, you know, I think one of the things that has been, like, a conversation in the industry is, like, people sort of accept that about models and actresses, that they're not real people and they have every advantage in the world. But it can almost feel a little different when it's, like, your friends on Instagram. You know what I mean? Sort of that image of of perfection. Yeah. Well, I just did that shoot. Yes. Um, Amy just did a shoot where she lived like an Instagram blogger for a week and recreated like famous bloggers photos doing things like eating an entire watermelon like daintily out of a spoon with a twee, you know, hand cloth in Central Park. So, yes. <laughs> and you should talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's a funny way of looking at the fashion industry and everything that goes into it. Yeah. So the idea I've always been obsessed with these with these people on Instagram as I think we all are Um, and the idea was to just recreate some of the photos so we did like the Kendall Jenner heart hair we did a Kylie Jenner look we did a Rumi Neely aka fashion toast look an Eva Chen look and it took a team of eight people Charles styled mostly Charles that's not that's not untrue actually Charles styled the entire thing called in all the clothes for me because I would have had none of them um, and then we had an art director, a photographer, like an intern standing by. We made a video of it also, so you can see it on our YouTube page. There was a perfume spritzer whose only job was to create mood and elegance through scent. <laughs> okay, now you're, that part isn't true. That's an embellishment. <laughs> but anyway, it was a squad of eight. My lies are everything. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it was a squad of eight to create these pictures. And, you know, and then they were retouched after that and... It was, I, I had fake hair, a makeup artist, like, you know, we we really, like, tried to make them look as accurate as possible. You did and the lip challenge for one. I had my mouth doubled in size via lip liner. Um, to get that the, Kylie Jenner. To get that, that feel. To get that Kylie Jenner, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> it felt extremely embarrassing, actually, because I wanted to go to the bathroom, and then it was like I had to leave the squad and go to the bathroom where I would encounter the other people who work in our office who wouldn't know why I was wearing, like, a tiny crop top and the tightest pants on the planet and had, like, a bizarre mouth. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> but the story is actually hilarious, and it's so fun to see you creating these images and have this sense of, like, okay, this literally took, what did you say, eight people eight to take people. one photo. Exactly. Yeah, but I think the thing to remember is that, you know, like, we all edit our photos. Like, it's just all, it's all sort of an idea of a picture. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not ever looking at a real picture. Like, Everything ever. Right. Yeah, you even can't in, even in, about it. Yeah, even in movies, it's like that's all retouched and manipulated and, you know, all these images, it's just, they're a kind of an idea. Yeah. yeah. But Which when I, I love that. Go yeah. ahead. But when they're constantly thrown in your face, you can feel like, oh my gosh, why doesn't my hair look like Blake Lively's? Meanwhile, she has 
35 tufts of hair that are fastened you know, all over her head to make her hair look like it's doubled in size or, you know, something along those lines. Exactly. You can really start to feel, you know, bad about yourself. It's hard not to compare. Right. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Well, one thing I feel like we, I know you guys have been going, okay, wait, really quick. How many fashion weeks have you covered, Charles? Like a number? uh, I want to say. 10? No, more than that. 100. 100? No, maybe. I don't well, know. Well, if you're I, I 17, like, then it would be like yeah, negative. Yeah, yeah, I'm 17, so I just started yesterday. Um, I can't drink Charles yet. Charles just got his laces. Yeah, I'm, yeah it's true. Um, late bloomer on that one. Uh, no, I mean, I've probably done like 20 fashion weeks. 20 fashion weeks, yeah. okay. Amy, yeah, how many, 20, how many have you done? Probably now? about the same as well. Okay, so you guys have done, you, this is not your first Oh, I've done it. Yet. You've done it. Okay, so each of you. Starting with Charles, what yeah. was your most insane memory from Fashion Week? Like when you're telling a story to your friends at home in New Mexico, like what is your story about like this was an insane moment where it's like, oh my God, this is fashion. Whether that was insane in a good way or insane in a bad way. Now you're mm. on the spot. I know, I know. I hate the spot. Oh, you have so many no, stories. I know, I have lots of stories, but the um but Give I always this one that's podcast safe. Oh wow. <laughs> way to way to way to tie my hands. Um no, I feel like uh, well, one thing that I that I kind of always think about the the very first show that I went to was uh, this like club brand called Heatherette, and I was still an intern. I was interning at Nylon, and I remember uh, I remember going and just going with a girl who was uh, like on the like a staff member, and we just like sat down in the front row. And you had no idea. Oh no no no! She oh, knew okay. what she was doing. Oh, she just I see. sat us. Yeah, she just sat us down, and then she was like, and I was like, I don't even have a seat. Like, I don't. Is this okay? And she's like, if anyone talks to you, you ignore them, and then if they if they get in your face, you just get right back in theirs. <laughs> and I was like, oh! like, I was terrified. I mean, and it was such like a weird like you know they were like back there like hot gluing the dresses together, so it's not like it was like. Uh, you know, Oscar de la Renta or something, but... Yeah, Paris Hilton used to walk in that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, the the season before I went, um, uh, this famous, like, transvestite in New York, like, ran naked screaming down the runway, and that was, like, how oh they God. opened it. That's so fabulous. Um, I know. So it was... It was... Uh, I ended up being... I ended up, like, sitting there, and someone did try to, like, push me out of the seat, and Heather, who was the person from Nylon who took me, she, like, got in their face for me, and she was like, you don't even know who he is. Oh my and I was God. like, yeah, no one does. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like my mom knows who I am. <laughs> that is such a great story, though. I love that your first fashion week, it was like, if anyone talks to you, ignore them. If they keep talking, talk back. I yeah. feel like that actually explains a lot about you, Charles. I know you better now. Yeah, well, you know. I'm 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 a I'm a you know, I'm a I'm a many, many petals on my flower, you know. It's yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Amy, what about you? Your most insane fashion week moment. Most insane fashion week moment. Um that's a good question. Um, so I did go. There are so many. Every yeah. fashion week, something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, when I was covering fashion shows, when I was at New York Magazine and I was blogging for The Cut, um, I went to, I want to say, the Rodarte show. And Rodarte is like very serious fashion person's fashion. Right. Um, and that's like where uh, people wear leather jumpsuits and sit in the front row and like everyone is really skinny and um, you know if you don't get it like you are a dummy right um, it's just like 
the fashioniest that it gets, especially in New York, uh, which isn't that avant-garde. So I'm at this very serious fashion show, and Kanye West is there. And this was around the time when he was going to a lot of fashion shows, and there were items in the gossip pages about how he would show up to shows, and designers would be like, go away. Mm. You don't have a ticket. Wow. (laughs) What are you doing here? Um, But he's at this show, and... You know, I had to go to this stuff and interview these people. And I went up to him after the show. He was just, like, standing next to me. And I was like, hey, can I ask you a couple of questions? And he's like, sorry, I'm not doing questions this season. And then (laughs) he was really, really nice about it. And then I guess I looked sad because he gave me a side hug. And he, like, like my face, like, pressed up against the side of his face. Which seems, like, much more significant now that he's married to Kim Kardashian and they've spawned North the baby um, but then it was just like he was this like sad celebrity who was going all these fashion shows <laughs> he gave you a side hug but he was just like he was cool even though he didn't want to talk like I get it like not people don't always want to do an interview um, but he was just like really like chill about it I actually love that so much and I want to steal that from my regular life like oh I'm not doing questions this season like the idea of putting this season after something I feel like it's so <laughs> legit I'm going to do that in our next ideas meeting <laughs> I'm not doing ideas right now. <laughs> this season? This season. Yeah. <laughs> Which means like this week. Right. Because exactly. next week's a new season. I love that. Kanye, that is a really good fashion moment. I love that. Carly, what about you? Most insane fashion week moment. Go. Okay. So during fashion week one, so there's, our industry doesn't stop. You know, I, I still go to beauty events and things like that during fashion week. And when when fashion week is happening you know there's a lot of celebrities in town because they make a point to go to a lot of shows and i remember that usher was launching this fragrance right so after work i went to it and it was like a mist amidst going into all these shows and i was there and i was leaving um leaving the event and it was i had to go through that through like a i don't know constructed tunnel that they that this fragrance company made and as i was walking through the tunnel i saw some woman's hair like bouncing to her every step and then into the light is Beyonce and it's no. me and Beyonce in this tunnel and like my um you could bring a friend to this event and my two members of my family were with me and we were standing there like I looked like a train was about to hit me because I was like <laughs> oh my god she's right there she was walking toward me oh my like, god I'm imagining her like like silhouetted no and, it like, was halo. it was like a movie she yeah. was silhouetted and she was like bounce like her hair was like boom Boom. And then she was like, ah. oh my God. And then I died. And then I came back to life. Right. Did you and I'm like, here to tell this tale. Okay. Did you make eye contact? From not the background. From, not from the, the background. Beyonce from the tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> yeah. We, I did make eye contact. She didn't care. Because, she didn't you know, care. She's like, could you smell her? No. 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 All I could smell was Usher fragrance. <laughs> I bet that smelled delicious. It was just looming. Celebrity fragrances always do. I have, I have mad love for Usher because. Another fragrance event. You. <laughs> no, and another fragrance event for Usher. It was my brother's birthday, and I was on the phone with him before I went to this event. My brother loves Usher, and he was like, "He's like, yeah." He's like, "Tell Usher I said what's up. Like, you know, see if he'll call me for my birthday." So when I was there, we had like it was like a three-on-one interview. So there's only the three editors in this in this room, and I was like, "Hey," it was after the interview. I was like, "Would you do me a big favor? I want to surprise my brother. Would you call him and tell him happy birthday?" And he did, and he talked to him on the he phone for did? five minutes. No. Yes. Oh my god. That's awesome. That it is amazing. Awesome. It made my brother's life hard. What did they even <laughs> sure. talk about? Five minutes is a long call. I know he was like, "Oh man, happy birthday! Like, what are you up to today? Are you going out? Like, it was just really cute. Oh like, my they god. just had a chat. 
You know, now, now that so you're saying weird. this, I but also amazing. have mad love for Usher because I basically went to an event for like what is it island def jam or whatever the min remember how usher discovered justin bieber yes. so like the minute justin bieber was born like the first time they ever showed the video usher was actually the doctor who delivered justin bieber <laughs> when his mother him. was in the hospital he pulled him Fact. out of the room um yeah so and you know justin bieber has just become a really significant figure in my life so <laughs> Wait, since Thank when? What do you mean? Oh, I'm definitely Team Bieber. This is like a thing in the office. Since like you're, when? You're, I'm Team Bieber. Oh my god, I love him. I love him. You've loved him for a long time. I have too. I'm yeah. just into his swag. I know he looks like a little boy, He's, but he yeah. just like has moves. I don't know. And if you don't see him, if Those you are judging eyes. No, if you. <laughs> I say anyone that, like, Amy, if you're a hater, you just have to see him in concert and, like, let me know if you feel the same way after, because it will make you feel things. <laughs> Did you see you him in concert? Seen him in con- yeah. You've seen him at the VS show. Didn't you? Re- oh, I get. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, he's, I mean, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I guess that proves your theory wrong. <laughs> oh. Well, that doesn't count. That was like one song. It was three songs. It was three songs. Uh, okay, or that whatever. counts. Um, well, I, I have can't nothing, count. I have nothing against you don't need him. That I just like to give his fans shit. Right. Right. That's right. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. The believers. I know they're a total. They're a total army. Yeah. Um, but I would never like tweet anything bad about him. <laughs> I love how that's a specific category of celebs, someone you would like tweet something bad about. <laughs> it's like, mm, I feel neutral. I wouldn't tweet something bad about him. <laughs> I think this is a tweet best for my secret account, so <laughs> which is Charles Manning's secret account at Twitter. Or however that works. That's like already 140 characters. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are you saying otherwise? Anything. Um, it's just an emoji. <laughs> Okay, so one last thing I want to ask you fashion people about is trends. So here's my thing. Every year it's like major trends out of fashion week, but it's literally always the same trends. Like it's like 70s, stripes, nautical. So are trends real? No. No. I mean like short answer, no. Short answer, no. I mean like, yeah, they they exist, but there, there are so many of them and they cycle through so fast that it's really... Because that's how it feels. I'm like, why do I have to get excited about 70s every... It's like, is it still 1970? Well, 70s is only recent, like, in the last, like, year become, become like, a big like, trend. It, it feels like it's always. Well, it's because we were on, I feel like it's because we work on the internet, so, like, I can't even remember surpassed. a year ago that it's, like, that seems like a inordinately long amount of time, but for, but, you know, some things sort of will cycle in and out, but it, everything is so available, and our access to clothes at every price point is so massive now that nothing is ever... Uh, out of like out of style or in style that much and especially early in the week you're going to see any sort of trend thing that you see um even all throughout fashion week is really just going to be some the most generic kind of blanket trend we can find like i was like dresses yeah little pink dresses that's i was trying to think of like was there a trend out of yesterday and i was like pink dresses and white pants i'm like it's it's right. so basic. Short or like, sleeves. Yeah, yeah, or like ballet. Ooh. That's another one. That's I feel like that flat would be shoes. Big with like yeah. Whenever things. whenever anyone is like, ooh, flats are back. I'm like, but what? <laughs> <laughs> Most regular humans wear flats yeah. every single day. So Charles, when you're so twenty fashion weeks, you're so like grizzly about it. When is I it am? Off? I'm a bear. But you also love Duh. fashion. So when is tell me. Specifically, in specific detail, with emotional words, when is the last time something fashion-related like made you feel alive inside and brought you joy in your heart? Oh my lord! Um, <laughs> it was actually when I walked into the office today and he saw my outfit. 
that was definitely the time. It's I mean, I felt every something. That's <laughs> um, no. every day. He felt, he felt something about your gym clothes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, actually, uh, I, like... I mean, it was exciting to, it, like, as far as, like, fashion shows and all of that goes, it's it, it has sort of lost a lot of its sort of glamour and excitement for me. What actually gets me excited, and this is going to sound so dorky, is when I'm working with someone, uh, someone in the office or even a model, and I'm exposing them to something new that they actually end up liking for themselves, that they feel like they can wear. Um, because I do think that fashion is something you know it's something that we live in it's something that we actually you don't like exist in a in a photo shoot you have to go do things and uh helping someone to you know embrace that in themselves that actually gets me really excited that makes me really happy like a genuine response from someone right when you see somebody that said i could never wear a crop top and you're like no you just need this style this cut and pair it with this and someone's like oh my god i feel so hot yeah. yeah. All I all in crop tops yeah. specifically because you you're like on a mission. I know always. Like every girl, like a crop top for every girl. I know. I I I do think I do think that all those things work for everyone. So it's just so nice to be able to help someone to feel excited about it just for themselves. You know, it's great to go to see like a really high end show and see just some beautiful artistic clothes. Like to just gaze at a Valentino couture gown is incredible. Uh, and I will. I'll always there's like a certain poetry to some clothes that I can never really get enough of but I do think that sort of the most wonderful thing for me is interactions I get to have like even like when I have right. been able to dress you we've, or something yeah we've worked together it's it like everyone I, in the office loves when Charles dresses them because we can tell it brings you joy yeah yeah well I, you know I want you guys to be happy right well it's also fun to just push your you also want us to look naked yeah Charles is no, like, no, naked, your advice is always na- like less naked adjacent. Naked adjacent. Um, you know, it's like I want I want to create nipple confusion, um, which is my own trademarked um, term for you know when you're like I think I can see a what is that? It's like so is it like is a it a print or is it an areola? Oh. Like you don't know. Um, oh my god, that sounds like you would be a Tumblr. Nipple confusion. <laughs> dot tumblr dot com yeah love it Carly you are more like me where you are a lover of things you love everything you're I I feel like you're always excited you come back from fashion week and you're like guys the makeup artist was doing this backstage and I've never seen this before and da 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 like you love things yeah well I think that I just you know (laughs) I love things (laughs) things (laughs) I mean we all have to get dressed every every day so why not be excited about it I love you know making outfits in the morning but I also you know like I like putting things together that I would be like oh like I wouldn't normally you know maybe I wouldn't normally put this together and like pushing my own limits and things like that but I do love going to fashion week and learning new things because who doesn't love learning and also it's like when you're I've been in this industry for 10 years and when you've gone to 20 fashion weeks and you know it's kind of more of the same just regurgitated in a different way you're kind of like let's mix this up like you know when I'm when I'm introduced like a smoky eye in a different way I'm like oh my gosh it's so cool you know why wouldn't I have thought of doing it that way or you know now I can wear this or now I can show people how to wear it and you know like you were saying to your point Charles 
like, yes, you can wear a smoky eye if you think your eyes are too small or too big or, like, no, here's how to do it, you know? Right. And, um, and with makeup, I mean, fashion is a little different because if you see a really cool dress on the runway, like, I, as a regular person, probably can't afford to go out and buy that. But, like, with makeup, like, you have access to the best makeup artists in the world. You see what they're doing, like, what crazy products they're putting on hair to right. style a ponytail in a different way. And it's like, you can actually go home and do that. Right. And, and you do go home and do that. I do go home and do that. Why? Well, you have to eat breathe, sleep, everything, like what you do, you know, so you have to, you know, if, if Charles, you know, didn't dress well or whatever, you, you wouldn't take him seriously as an authority, you know? Yeah, if, if I, I didn't have on these dirty Nikes and these, <laughs> and these tight jeans, like no one would be, no one would care what I had to say. Wait, Charles, my favorite thing, nothing to do with anything, but my favorite thing you ever tweeted was something about how wearing white shoes in the rain is luxury. Yeah, that's the <laughs> definition of hashtag luxury. Right. That's what Michael Kors says. He says to wear white jeans, like when it just snowed. That's how people know you're rich. Oh my god! Because oh. you are not walking. Love anywhere. that advice. Yeah, yeah, you're not walking anywhere. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, I I live for like white clothes and white shoes are my favorite thing, and I'm a Me too. I'm a I sloppy it. mess. So um, I destroy all of them, but I can't help it. I still have to have them. You um, love it. I love it. It brings you joy. Yeah. I stole this my life motto that I stole from a Forever 21 billboard in Times Square. True As one story. does. As one does. But it was like, fly, coach, drink, champagne. Which, even though I wouldn't fly coach if I could help it, I don't to be think totally so. Honest, I'll be flying first class and that. drinking champagne. I yeah, know, you can do both. But isn't right? Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. But if you're on a budget, isn't I just think there's something fabulous about like even if you're in dumpy coach, just like live your best life. I think that's with true. With champagne. Yeah, yeah with I mean, champagne. If you can't afford first I mean, class, I've, then yeah. I mean, I, I, won, I, once, champagne. I once drank a bottle of a, like a eyes. warm bottle of Dom Perignon on the floor of my kitchen, like out of the bottle, like with some old Chinese food. No, that's and so... And it, it, felt, it felt really glamorous. <laughs> it felt, no, it, I, it, I, no, no, it felt... I get it. Yeah, I yeah, like it this felt, it felt, it, felt, it felt really glamorous because yeah. there was so much garbage all over my apartment that I couldn't <laughs> sit anywhere. Right. Tears. And um, And then, you know, I was just like, I was like, oh, this is sad. Right. So I really need to open up that freaking fancy bottle of, of champagne to, like, make it not so sad that I'm sitting on the floor of my kitchen yeah. with no clean No, but there's anything. there's nothing more poor and I don't mean like actually poor, but I mean like lifestyle emotionally poor than being like, I have this one fancy bottle of champagne that I have to save for like when I get promoted. It's like, no, you drink that on a Tuesday with your day old Chinese food. Yes. That's fabulous. Yes. That yeah. That it that is that is white. Sh that's white shoes in the rain. Yes. I should write a song like uh, white shoes in the rain, <laughs> champagne on the floor. <laughs> I mean, Carly, you can jump in here. You can amazing. Sing. I do not know what this chorus would be, so I'm gonna. You're like. You're, the chorus is glamorous, <laughs> so beautiful and glamorous. White shoes in the rain. Yeah. No, Amy, this is reminding me of the ideas meeting one time at work where you were like, I could write the song of summer. Like, like it's hard. I still want you to write the song of summer. I still don't think it's hard. I also studied classical piano for 10 years, so I can obviously do it. You can obviously. And Carly actually knows how to sing. Right. We should do this. I know how to sing. <laughs> right now, though, on this podcast. That will be another podcast. We'll try to write the song in the summer. Yeah. I'll play a keyboard, and I don't know, Charles, you can bang on a tambourine or something. I will. I will. I will be. I will be lead vocal. Um, geniuses are never fully appreciated in their time, <laughs> and I think that the attitude here proves beyond a doubt that I am a true genius. As if there was any doubt, and there wasn't. Not if you ask my mom. Anne thinks I'm really smart and really good looking. Just so you know. Just so you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> Do you <laughs> have any other questions on your list that um, seem good? I have. I've been like going totally off the list. Actually, Amy, I do have a question um, for you. Your book, Tales from the Back Row, is out now. Um, so definitely want to talk about that while we're still on the subject. But I wondered, you open your book with a prologue where you talk about being at the Alexander Wang show. And your book covers a lot of aspects of fashion. So Fashion Week, which we've talked about, Victoria's Secret Fashion Week editors, your interview with Anna Wintour, which is my favorite chapter, celebrities, designers, Rachel Zoe, everything. But you open with this specific anecdote about this moment of being at the Alexander Wang show. Why was that the way you wanted to start this entire book? I think that's interesting to choose that one moment and say this is how this story begins. So I think that that, uh, I went to the Alexander Wang show in February of 2008, and he showed a collection that put him on the map. And it was like, remembering it in my mind it was like kind of grungy looking and like ripped tights and like shorts over tights and all black black and sort of asymmetrical and I didn't see anything not to like I think that I love that label and I, I always love going to that show but I go to the show and then it's like the hottest show of fashion week and I'm like what like I just had no idea. I did not get it at all. I'm like, wow, like this is what people this is what is exciting to people. It's just like some cardigans, like an asymmetrical vest and some ripped black tights. And to see people get excited about that, that that's when I think I first really felt like, wow, I am in a different world that I have never been in before and everything I thought I knew about fashion, I actually don't know. And that was just a very memorable show for me because mm-hmm. I just didn't I just didn't understand why that was so awesome to people. I feel like part of that show in particular I, I was because back then he was working with that model Aaron Wasson on like yeah. his collections and he came out of nowhere to have all these huge models like big like really important like early aughts models in the shows and like fashion people we all get like super excited about right. about those like like the term supermodel gets like thrown around a lot like anyone who has a social media presence at this point gets called a supermodel but I just remember though you know you would see these girls who were otherwise walking Chanel and Dior the and, major shows yeah and then they're like all at Wang right which like at New York is unusual in the first place to have like that many sort of big names and it really just felt like a like a greatest hit so people get like you know you get super excited right. and Wang to this day it's like every major girl is gonna walk in that show so it's like the bad blood music video of yeah. the fashion world yeah and full of, full of <laughs> black I'm too. like let's compare it to something I know about Taylor Swift uh, yeah. no it is right. exactly that yeah. half the girls in that video were in art walk in his show all the time so so that I think is so interesting to know that this was like sort of a moment where everybody was paying attention and Amy for you was this real like realization of like almost how much you didn't know and like what a fish out of water you were um, and of course your whole book sort of explores that idea of being an outsider in this very insidery world but does anybody really feel like an insider? I bet Corrine Wrightville does. Yeah? Going back to her, yeah. Yeah. That she does. Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe that, like, top 1%. But, like, I think just the way the industry is. Yeah, it's funny, though, because the industry is 1%. The industry is so tiny. Right. It's such a small thing. And I would say that even within the industry, like, like yeah, like, Corrine, Corrine just exudes confidence, like, you're lucky I'm here, I'm everything. Her and also... Um, Anna Della Russo, but I've seen other people who really are extremely high up in this 
game and they like walking around in clothes that they are clearly so uncomfortable in sure um and just sort of like looking around like it like is anyone going to talk? I hope that, like, I hope no one talks to me because I'm afraid that they're going to ask me a question I won't be able to answer, or I just, I, like, no one's sitting next to me that I already know, and it makes them insecure. You know, it's it's crazy. Even the heads of magazines, right. you can see this, like, look of abject fear because a lot of fashion ends up being about, like, you know, when you make your whole, like, life and your ethos about how exclusive and fabulous you are, then it's easy to be to have that, like, toppled and to get mm. nervous, you know, and to feel like... Uh, it you know like oh my god maybe maybe people aren't buying my hype or you know it's it, it's it's well, disingenuous. It's a performance and you're yeah. putting on a costume, yeah, so that. there's always a feeling of like did I do this the wrong way? I think even when you're at this the super top of things, and I think it's just even like on a human level like. The, that sort of experience of the most popular girl in high school, but then you get drunk with her like a few years later and realize that she felt like she was a hot mess the whole time. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of feel like though too, like uh, these people who are in this industry, it's not about clawing their way to the, They love fashion. Right. They love it. And that's why they're doing it. And it's not about getting photographed. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it has become that. But like, I interviewed Anna Della Russo, the um, fashion director of Japanese Vogue, who's a major street style presence at every fashion week and she was like you know I toiled for 20 years I was packing trunks and like going to shows I never missed a show I had terrible seats she did all the grunt work and then she emerged as this like street style swan and she was like I love the attention and it's great and I'm gonna enjoy it and if it goes away so what but the thing that she loves is fashion and collecting clothes and that's really why she does it right but that honestly was nice too that's refreshing right it's hard when you're a young person you know trying to make a name for yourself in this industry and you just you know it's nice to hear the people who have made it like 30 years later or whatever it's just it doesn't have to be you know and how many instagram followers you have exactly i think do you and i like feel like fashion week is like soup stressful and like whatever um so i'm it's happy not. To, it's well, sitting and looking at some dresses i know but it's yeah, just it's like really oh, like i'm happy to sort of just <laughs> like people observe freak it out about it through your guys's stories and and through social media but do you know what i love that's so like cheesy and stupid but i love i love at night walking down fifth avenue and it's like all closed and just like looking at the windows of like all the stores and there's like no people and you can never buy anything but it's just like hangs in the windows like art and it's like these things are so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, no, totally. I actually, um, uh, Sung, who we work with, and I did that the other night. Um, we went to dinner and then we were walking um, along Madison for probably like 45 minutes, just like looking in windows, yeah. like taking pictures, doing, um, you know, but it, it was pretty empty and it, it was great. We got to look really closely at all the clothes. And yeah. um, it's, it's such a beautiful, it is like, the things that go into the windows, depending on the store, really are, like, sort of these art show pieces. Right. And it is nice to, like, really see them in person. Right. Which is part of the appeal of, like, going to Fashion Week, that you right. actually get to see these things in person. But at the same time, it's so fast, you know? Like, that that dress is on the runway for all of 45 seconds. Sure. So you don't really get so much of a sense of it. And in stores, it's actually kind of wonderful to, to, to get them. that. So I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Like, these beautiful things are kind of actually accessible to everyone. Just, like, walk down the street. Well, except for they're not. <laughs> well, you maybe can't you maybe can't buy them, but you can see them. You can get the knockoff at Zara. Them. That's good enough for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would, I would um, do the fashion equivalent of flying first class if I could. 
but all right um thank you amy and carly and charles You're for welcome. joining our fashion week episode of our don't first forget, podcast yeah don't forget to um check out the book tales from the back row an outsider's view from inside the fashion industry instagram your copy with the hashtag tales from the back row tag me in it i'm in stamy odell see what i did there <laughs> Um, and oh my be, god, I just got it. You can be entered <laughs> to win um, an awesome prize pack from the Cosmo Beauty Closet and a signed book and a Cats and Abs and Mouse pad and awesome, awesome shit. So get the book and Instagram it. And it's so fascinating and interesting and made me think about fashion and so funny. much differently. And very, very funny. So you guys will love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you at the next Cosmo Happy Hour. I love you all. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.